0: We come now again to Philippians 1, 18 to 20. Let's read it and then I'll show you what we'll focus on in this session. Yes, and I will rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage, now as always, Christ will be honored, magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. What does that word mean? In Greek, it's soterion, which could be translated salvation. Does it mean deliverance from prison? He's in prison. I'm sure that through your prayers and through the help of the Spirit of Jesus, I'm going to get out. Or does it mean through your prayers and through the help of the Spirit of Jesus, I'm going to be saved? Father, this is huge. Because if it means saved, come to heaven, the implications are enormous for the role of prayer and for the work of the Holy Spirit, and we really need to understand this because we want to be saved. That is, we want to make it all the way to glory and be with you forever like Paul did. So show us the truth here now, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. To answer a question like that, the meaning of a word, you could look up um, all the uses in Paul. There are 17 other uses besides this one of the Greek word soterion, and I think all of them mean salvation in the ultimate sense, or secondly, you could look up the other two instances of the word in Philippians, namely in one twenty-eight and in 2.12. In 1.28, um, this is a clear sign of their destruction and of your salvation. And in 2.12, um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. So, the other two uses in Philippians seem to mean salvation but I don't think those word studies are decisive because a word can be used differently in a context than it is elsewhere what's decisive is the flow the flow of of thought what what is the flow of thought watch it. You You answer this now. I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this is going to turn out for my deliverance or my, let's make a little room for this here, my salvation. Which is it? Now, here's the thought it's going to work for my salvation or my deliverance as, so this is going to accord with what follows, as it is my eager expectation and hope that I will not at all be ashamed, but that with full courage now as always Christ will be honored in my body, whether by life or by death. Now, when I noticed that flow of thought, right there, I realize Paul is saying, "I am going to be, uh, by your prayers, and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, delivered, or saved, even in death. By life or death, this is going to happen." Now, just let me read it again, and you. You follow the train of thought because this is, this is the how pro, this is how problems are solved and the meanings of words get their meaning from the context. So uh, I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, this will turn out for my deliverance or my salvation. as it is, this is going to be according to my expectation that and my hope that I will not be ashamed, but with full courage now, as always, Christ will be honored in my body by life or death. And therefore, my deliverance is going to happen by life or by death. I'm going to be saved by life or by death. So I don't think it can mean deliverance from prison. If I die, this as right here means I've been delivered. If I live, I've been delivered. So I... I think salvation, it's ultimate deliverance, ultimate salvation based on that flow of thought. Now, that raises the question, whoa, if this is salvation in the ultimate sense of Paul holding fast to the faith, not making shipwreck of faith, making it all the way to heaven and being with Jesus forever, then that implies, doesn't it, that The prayers of the Philippians and the help of the Spirit of Jesus are the means by which he gets to heaven, right? Through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, this is going to turn out for my salvation, because even if I die, I'm going to prove to be saved, because you've prayed and the Spirit of Jesus Christ has been supplied to me. Now... Is that is that biblical thinking is that right is that the way Paul thought how how in the world is that work and here's a pointer 2 Thessalonians 2:13 we ought always to give thanks to our god for you brothers beloved by the lord because god chose you as the first fruits to be saved how through sanctification by the spirit we are saved We come finally to glory. He's not talking about getting started in our salvation, which is by grace through faith in Jesus. But then we are kept, saved through sanctification by the Spirit. That is, we manifest our reality of belonging to Jesus by the fact that the Spirit is in us working sanctification. So, if we're saved through sanctification by the Spirit, it's not surprising then that Paul would say, by the help of the Spirit of Jesus, I will be saved whether I live or whether I die, because the Spirit of Jesus is essential for Paul to maintain his faith. None of us wakes up a believer tomorrow morning without the help of the Spirit of Jesus. You don't decide to be a believer tomorrow morning without the spirit keeping you then what's the role of prayer well that's what we that's what we pray for we pray for this help or this sanctifying keeping work of the spirit and that's what we see here in 1st Thessalonians 5:23 Paul's praying may God he's praying may God may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless for the coming of the Lord Jesus. This is what Paul prays for. May he sanctify you. Same thing here in 1 Thessalonians three, twelve and 13. May the Lord, he's praying, may the Lord make you increase and abound in love to one another and for all as we do for you so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness. This is the sanctification, the holiness before our God at the, at the coming of our Lord Jesus. That's what we, we pray for. Hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done in our lives. That's what we are praying for. So, yes, we are saved through the prayers of ourselves and those around us as they pray. And what they're praying for mainly is that the Spirit of Jesus would be would be given to us for our help in holiness and thus keep us in the faith all the way to the end. This doesn't make our security any less. Remember chapter 1 verse 6, I am sure that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion. That's what we're talking about. How does he who began the good work bring it to completion? Answer, through prayer and through the Spirit of Jesus working in us. So it doesn't make our security any uh, less certain. But it does make it urgent. It makes the means of grace urgent. A real Christian does not act in a cavalier way about security and say, oh, I prayed to receive Jesus when I was little. I'll get there, whether I'm sanctified or not, whether I pray or not, whether there's any work of the Holy Spirit in my life. No Christian thinks like that. You think like that, you're not a Christian. A Christian has the Holy Spirit. A Christian says, through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus, I will be saved whether I live or whether I die.